Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Welcome to the Tavin Dillard Podcast, y'all guys. This is Season 4, Episodes 4. My name is Tavin Dillard. I live in Chancellor Park. I mow lawns. And this right here is my podcast. Best I can tell is like a radio show. And now you listening. If you're new here, let me say welcome. Feel free to go back, listen to the other episodes from this season. Uh, you know, we four four episodes in starting right now. And uh, we'll be here waiting on you. Also, a heads up, in two weeks, y'all, we're going to have a very special county fair episode. I hope y'all will join me for that. It's been a good week. Launch Patreon. Y'all can see uh, in the show notes today how to help out on Patreon. If you want to see what's going on there, I'm starting to uh, let go of what they call exclusive content. It's only on there uh, on Mondays. And so you could see that uh, if you're interested. Appreciate y'all pitching in there. And always you can be in touch with me, uh, texting me, 501-322-6249. That's in the show notes. Or email me, uh, tappandillard at gmail.com. Uh, some more personal greetings came in this week, you know, where folks want me to wish somebody a happy birthday or congratulations on this or that. Uh, and so that's been good. Uh, I can put that link, too, in the show notes because uh, folks is interested in that. And I have some news this week that I can't even say yet, but I will say this Friday, uh, this podcast comes out on Tuesday. So if you're listening on Tuesdays, uh, you know, and we in August now, I mean, we well into August. It's Tuesdays, August 23rd is when this episode's coming out. Well, this Friday's, which is August 26th, I got news. I got some bacon news. That's all I can say right now. Now, you might have seen an itsy-bitsy little bit of a teaser in my stories over the weekend on the Instagrams. Other than that, I don't think much has been said, and I got an announcement uh, this Friday's. But, hey, if you like to snack and you like bacon, we probably need to hook up this Friday. That's all I'm going to say about that. I will tell you that Team Burger Shed is playing some good softball this season. And I ain't trying to brag. Sometimes it's just, if you're just explaining facts, you're just explaining facts. Okay? And so we, I, I mean, you don't get to be 6-2-2 two, and two by rolling out of bed and wishing upon a snow cone kind of thing. Oh, no, you steady got to show up to play, and you play like a team. And that's kind of what we've been doing. You know, we won six games. And let's see, and then we lost two, and we, and we tied two, so that's six plus two is eight plus two is ten. That's ten games we played, and six of them we won, so that's pretty good. And two we lost, and then two we went and tied. I do have a few updates today <clears throat> as we get started. So let me just give you a preview, as they say in some circles, of what to expect today. Okay, firstly, you might recall that uh, Mary Tucker... She got her hair stuck in a door hinge last week, and Cheryl Grubbs cut that hair loose with a pocket knife, and then Lindy Ray Mantell offered to fix Mary Beth Tucker's head. Did Mary Beth take Lindy Ray up on her offer? Stay tuned. 
Now, if you know anything about Lindy Ray Mantell, she put on mannequin duty down at Early Bird Gets the Perm. That's where you can work on fake heads, but you can't work on real people heads because you messed up so much. Uh, they don't trust you with real people's heads. But she also, so she is answering phones and sweeping hair for a while. And then she got put on paddle cure and metal cure duty for your hands and your toes, like painting toenails and stuff. And she did well enough on that. So, I mean, they ain't fired her. But now Lindy Ray saw opportunity with Mary Beth Tucker and like, hey, can I work on your head? I mean, it can't be worse than that pocket knife haircut kind of thing. So uh, more news on that in a little bit. But then Donnie Wayne Chambliss, he was fixing my swamp cooler. You may have heard of that. That went out. How'd that go? Well, I know at the end of my podcast last week after I said, well, he going to fix it. Then I kind of let it slip. But well, yeah, he got it done. You know, he had to wait till after the softball game, but he got that fixed. I'll give you more details on how all that went. Stay tuned. Then Team Burger Shed. Had another game this week. How'd we do? Stay tuned. We was 6-2-2 two and two heading into that game. Now, you might be thinking, Tabin, what are you going to talk about now if all that other stuff you're going to talk about later? Oh, y'all. There is some donut store news, and I don't even know how to get to it all. You know how you got good news, and you want to say it all at once, but that ain't how things work? Like words got to come out one at a time for it to make no sense. So let me, uh, let me just see how I can do this. I guess I'll start with the basics, y'all. I like donuts. You know about that? I love them apple frittlers. And there's a donut shop in town. And I've actually shot a few videos recently. I started doing something. Somebody on Instagrams or uh, I think it was Instagrams. They might have texted me, but they said, oh, why don't we just make this a Wednesday, a donut thing? Because I was like, it's good to have Wednesday donut because that gets you to the rest of the week. It's a middle of the week donut kind of thing. And so on Wednesdays, I've been posting videos from the donut store talking about the donut I'm eating that day. And you'll see that on Instagrams and on TikToks and YouTubes. I got to get better at, at putting them up there uh, consistently, but I've been posting there as well. And so I, I'm down at that donut shop, but now there's some more news about that donut shop. What's the news, Tavin? Well, guess who just bought the donut shop? The donut shop is under new ownership. I'll just tell you. Shane and Cheryl Grubbs have purchased the donut shop, and they're going to fix it up a little, and they also gave it a new name, Donut Goals. That'll work. It kind of sounds like donut holes, but it's like goals. Like, I got goals in my life, and they call it donut goals. They got a dog named Jalapeno. It's crazy. That dog is crazy. I hope one of their goals is to keep him out of their donut shop. I'll tell you one thing. If they bring that doggy to the store, they'll be finished before they start. That dog ain't potty trained. It bites folks sometimes. That's what makes Jalapeno a wild card. Most of the time, it don't want to bite folks. I will give it that, but sometimes he has. And they try to figure out if the folks uh, that jalapeno likes to nibble, if they all smell the same or something, like maybe they all like peppered ham or something. I don't know. I don't know the process there. I'm busy enough without trying to get into the mind of Cheryl Grubb's dog, Jalapeno. All I know is they can't be bringing that doggy down there into their donut shop. Surely they know that. Cheryl's got big plans, too. They're going to have the standard selection that you'd have at a donut shop. You know, standard glaze, standard chocolate glaze, cake, uh, the old-fashioned blueberry, uh, the frittlers, bear claw, glaze twist, cinnamon twist. Anyways, all that sounds good to me, but I don't know 
if I want to be the first one to try some of that new stuff they trying. She said she want to try her hand at a blueberry and a peach frittler. Separate. Not a blueberry peach frittler, but a blueberry frittler and a peach frittler. I know all about the apple frittlers, but I don't want to be the first one in that new frittler pool. Like at the river. I'll swim in that thing, but I do not like being the first one to jump in. Myron Curtis don't care. He ain't the strongest swimmer, but what he don't have in skill, he make up for in ignorance, and he'll just jump right in. And them snakes, them snapping turtles, the gar, you name it, they just scatter. Then I'm more ready to jump in once somebody already scattered all them things at the river and the lake like that way. Same at the lake where the bait and tackle shop sits. So that's been exciting news. I mean, there is some concern about the donut goals. You might think, how could somebody mess up a donut store tab and it's a slam dunk? Well, yeah. But Cheryl Grubbs, she got stuck in a bike rack, y'all guys, at Rickard's grocery store door once down there. Not at the grocery store door. At the grocery store bike rack at Rickard's. Fire department had to cut her out. She still don't talk about it. One of our town's greatest mysteries, truth be told. And she ain't even got a bike. That's the thing about it. And then at the chili cook-off and dance, she clenched up on the dance floor. And her husband, Shane, and his father-in-law, uh, her father-in-law, his daddy, Shane Sr., they had to carry her off like a statue or else she'd mess her britches. And they'd have to tear up that dance floor and start over. So, I mean, if you, Cheryl has got into her share of drama. And some pretty confusing drama. Now, I'm just saying that Cheryl don't always think things through. I ain't even going to tell the story about when she decided to help organize an impromptu cheer team at the three-on-three basketball league. And she climbed on top of a pyramid. She's a cheerleader in high school. But it's been a minute since she'd been up there. Anyhow, just ask Justine Dunlap and her busted chin how that went down. Like a ton of bricks. That's how. I will say the chili cook-off and dance, it's not like that was Cheryl's idea. That was a town event. It has been for years, but it hit her pretty hard. It just ain't the best idea to like combine uh, chili and dancing. And we know that now as a town, but the town still has it because folks is fine with the pain because of how much fun they have at the, at the chili dance cook-off thing. But Donut Goals is open for business. It never closed like the donut store and the shop in town. It never closed uh, in between new owners. Like out of way, it's just a new name, a new owners, and possibly new flavored frittlers. I told Cheryl just don't mess with the size or the recipe of the frittler, frittler that they already got over there now. Just don't mess with a good thing like out of way. You know, that donut shop is already a lot of folks' daily routine, so you can't be messing everything up. And I'm telling her this, you know, point blank because she need to know. There's a lot riding on this new ownership kind of thing. She said, I ain't going to mess nothing up, Tab, and I love donuts, too. Well, I know she do. Back when Early Bird Gets the Perm had their new ribbon cutting back in the spring, Cheryl brought donuts to sell there. Millie Ricks got into them. She thought they was free. Maisley, that's Shane and Cheryl's daughter, she's in a unitard and part of a little cheer team there. I guess Cheryl, like, had taken her early in Maisley to get a donut and a hot chocolate, and Maisie had spilt it down the front of her unitard. They have family that likes donuts, and they know a good one when they see one. So I'm as confident as I can be that they're going to keep turning out good donuts over there. I really am. But is there a little doubt in my mind? Oh, yeah. I mean, Cheryl got stuck in a bike rack, y'all. So anything's possible. But for the most part, we all excited about donut goals. That's what they're calling it now. Like I said, way better than some of them other names I heard they was kicking around, like Go Nuts for Donuts or Grubs Nubs. No thanks. 
So they landed on donut goals, and I think that's a good call, you know, the way I see it. Speaking of sometimes making poor decisions, what happened to Mary Beth Tucker's hair? You might already know that last week Mary Beth went to sniff some gum on a concession stand wall inside, and she got her hair caught in a door hinge on that concession stand door. Well, she had about shoulder-length hair, and she just didn't want to go full short. Well, Lindy Ray Mantell, you know, like I said, she offered to cut her hair. And honestly, if ever there was a head Lindy Ray could practice on, Mary Beth would work. Because after Cheryl cut it with a pocket knife, it's like, how much worse could it get, kind of thing. But they didn't let Lindy Ray do it. They have let Lindy Ray start doing French braids down there. Early bird gets the perm. But truth be told, there ain't a high demand for French braids in town right now. I mean, 90% of the gals there go with short little hairdos. So Delandra, down at Early Bird Gets the Perm, she talked Mary Beth into a flock of seagulls kind of thing uh, without the hairspray. If you ain't familiar with that look, she basically got it long on one side and kind of comb it over to the other side, and it flop over like out of way, and it's stylish, I guess. Except for the fact that everybody knows it is a haircut made out of necessity, not style. Everybody know why. Why, you ask? Oh, she had to get her haircut because she seen gum on a concession stand wall. And got it stuck in a door hinge. And instead of grabbing a knacking and pulling it off or just leaving it alone, Mary Beth decided to sniff that chewed gum. Like she's so curious about what that gum smelled like that nobody else, that somebody else chewed it, you know, and stuck it to the wall. And instead of just leaving it alone, she wanted to tilt her head and get her nose close enough to steady sniff that gum. And all the while, she leaning toward that door hinge. And that door hinge don't care nothing about Mary Beth finding out what flavor gum that is or not. And it do what a hinge do. It helped that crease fold. And it fold right onto Mary Beth Tucker's hair. And it tore it into it like Delma Spencer's toddler onto a sugar daddy. So Mary Beth's kind of getting used to it. You know, I, I say, you know, kind of. But she is wearing more ball caps too, I noticed. You know, she dating Myron Curtis. And I'm pretty sure he ain't getting used to it yet. But that's the beautiful thing about hair. It grow back. So anyways, that's how that goes. But what about my swamp cooler? Well, Donnie Wayne Chambliss can fix anything with a motor. Everybody know that in town. I wasn't worried about that. And, and he did finish up, you know, at the day after, you know, the softball game. He, was, he finished up, and my trailer got so cold, I just sleep on top of the covers. I do that most of the year round anyway. The only thing about a cold trailer is that I'll come home this week and Meemaw's in there. And then J.T. Whitlow, he lives in Chancellor Park too. He's in there. And his stepniece is visiting from just outside Tyler, Texas. He, she's in there too. Well, because why? It's cold. And me, Meemaw and J.T., they both got air in their trailers. But J.T. said, boy, we like your fresh cold air, Tavin. I guess because like, mine just got fixed. It ain't just cold. It's fresh air too. So life's good in the trailer. Except I may have to start locking the front door now. I'll tell you one thing. That cool trailer is just what the Dr. Pepper ordered for getting ready for my softball games. This past week, my gal Cricket, she's off work from the nursing home. She's still del delivering that produce for her daddy's farm. But she was done by game time, and she showed up at the fields that night. Well, it's a good thing, because Mary Beth Tucker pulled up with three baskets full of hot butter dinner rolls and needed help getting them to the concession stand. Now, Mary Beth has done this before, and they turned out to be a big distraction on the field. 
And I know you hear me now because a concession stand, that ain't part of the softball game. That's for the people that are there to get snacks. Some players get a little food maybe before or after the game, but it ain't supposed to interfere with the actual softball that's being played on the city fields the night of the games. You might be asking, how do hot butter dinner rolls mess up a softball game? Well, Myron Curtis disappeared one time and he said, Tab and I was over there eating a, a, a hot butter dinner roll and they were so soft, they were softer than a baby angel's leg. Now, I ain't never seen no baby angel's leg, but he put a picture in my mind where I think that sounds like a pretty soft dinner roll. And if you got fellas on the field smelling them rolls and that smell drifting them away to where they wander over to that concession stand in between innings and they determine to get a hold to one, well, then you got something that you got to deal with. That's how that go. Because Mary Beth will sell out of them. They go quick. Well, Cricket helped Mary Beth to the concession stand with them hot butter dinner rolls. And good thing Cricket was there tonight at the softball fields. That line got along quick and she was there to help. We was playing Team Sonic, and we trying to build on that record I was telling y'all about. Six, two, and two record. Well, tonight them hot butter dinner rolls did not distract Myron Curtis, and I can tell you we was all happy about that. They motivated him. Myron was motivated. Now, see, you get something that could be a distraction, you turn it into a motivation. Now you're figuring it out. Apparently, Mary Beth told him that instead of free snow cones, the winning team is going to get hot butter dinner rolls that's softer than a baby angel's leg. Well, word spread through the dugouts pretty quick. Both teams, you know, was talking about that. Because, I mean, that people know about these dinner rolls. Turns out Mary Beth was going to sell two baskets of rolls and save that last basket for the winning team. But, hey, you know, money talks. You got, yeah, I mean, if she was to sell out of them... Uh, and then she got that last basket. She was thinking in her head, oh, I was going to save this. And she could easily just say, I'm going to give the free team, you know, the winning team free snow cones and sell this last basket and make a little uh, George Washington here tonight kind of thing. So, and I just wasn't going to push it past. I, I learned with Mary Beth in that concession tent, don't get your expectations too high. Just don't get them expectations too high because it could come around and bite you and you could be disappointed. And it ain't worth it when you're so motivated throughout a game and you steady thinking about in between innings, oh, that hot butter dinner roll is going to be so good after this game. And then it ain't there kind of thing. Like you just, you know, it's a little bit of a roller coaster of emotions. So, well, anyways, I had that to deal with. We all did. My best hit tonight was a swinging bunt off my knuckles. So I got first base because it's basically a hit by pitch. I stole second, head first, Pete Rose. I stole third. Rusty Tidwell, he hit a double. He's a double machine. And we just poured it on all night long. I was motivated by a couple things, truth be told. I wanted to see my gal Cricket, and she was in the concession stand. She wasn't in the bleachers, so I knew she wasn't seeing the game. And, you know, sometimes during the game, you got folks there to watch you. You can kind of nod at them, wave. You can even go say hey in between ends if you're feeling like it. But when they ain't there, they at the fields, but they ain't at your field. They ain't in your bleachers. They, she in the concession stand, and that line was steady all night. Like she didn't have time to peekaboo out that concession stand and check out my game. So as I was excited to see her. I ain't seen her today. So that was one. And and she was, like I said, she was in that stand. She wasn't in the bleachers. I wanted one of them hot butter dinner rolls that's softer than baby angel's legs. So that was motivation number two. You know, between seeing my gal Cricket and then seeing a hot butter dinner roll softer than baby angel's legs and seeing her be the one give it to me. I mean, that's like a win-win-win. Best I can tell. That's like, that's like soft dinner roll math right there. And I was excited about it. And I really, 
ain't, and I'll say this again, I said it before, I ain't a fan of Mary Beth Tucker making her own rules over there. I just say stick to the basics. Hot dogs, snow cones, soda pops, Skittles. But hey, if you can't beat them, join them. Let's go. Get Tavendiller a hot butter dinner roll. That's what I'm. That's what's going on in my mind now during this game. But I was still doing what I do. You know, I wasn't so distracted. How you know in them cartoons where like uh, an animal or something smells uh, something real good, and then the little the little steam, uh, the stink, or the smell from that food, that aroma kind of thing, it gets them floating where their legs kick up behind them and their eyes is closed and they just steady floating to wherever that smell coming from. Like that didn't happen tonight at the game where where I'm, you know, in the outfield playing right field and then that hot butter dinner roll smell coming at me and then all of a sudden my little legs kick up behind me and then my eyes is closed and then my nose is just following and I float all the way over to the concession stadium. That's cartoons, y'all guys. That ain't real life. Real life is you got to beat Team Sonic and then you got to use your two legs to walk over to the concession stand. Then you got to get in line and then you got to hope that Mary Beth Tucker didn't sell that third basket that she said was for the, for the winning team to have for free after the game. I mean, there's a lot of things that were rattling around in my head, you know, and you got to be able to park it, you know, during a softball game so that you're able to like achieve what you dare to achieve, which is another win. We wanted to go from six wins to seven wins. So anyways, uh, Rusty Tidwell, he knocked me in uh, with that double, and I'm thinking about what I could get after the game, and the hot butter dinner roll is definitely, I wasn't thinking about snow cones tonight. Well, listen to here. A solid 16-7 to score later, Team Burger Shed was at the concession stand waiting for our hot butter dinner rolls that was a softer than a baby angel's leg. You heard me right. Team Burger Shed pushed across 16 run tonight. We would have only needed half that to win because Team Sonic only pushed across seven. So if we'd got eight runs, we would have won. But we was just steady, just swinging away. And I'm telling you, I felt like Myron Curtis led the way. He's focused, you know, and we were kind of, eyes were on him, like, is he going to hold it together or not? We know what happens when there's hot butter dinner rolls over there. You know, he get distracted, and he'll, we'll lose him in between innings. Wouldn't be the first time. By the time I got to the front of that line, y'all, they was out of hot butter dinner rolls, just softer than a baby angel's leg. Let me say that again. By the time I got to the front of that line, that basket arose that Mary Beth said she would save for the winning team, and I'm on that winning team tonight. They was out. There was not a roll to behold in that basket. You heard me. And Mary Beth locked up the concession stand. She said I could have a free snow cone, but I wasn't feeling like it. Like, well, we got, we got snow cones and flavors if you want to. Well, about that time, Cricket walk around the back of the concession stand to the front where I am not smiling. I'm at the, that concession stand. I got my glove on my hand, still my hand on my hip, kind of looking, just kind of thinking through, okay, you know, uh, I, I really did have my expectations pretty high, you know, and I'm dealing with the reality now that uh, I set them so high that uh, I'm disappointed if I didn't get it, and I didn't get it. So I'm disappointed, and I'm sitting there just looking at the ground kind of thing. And I just hear Cricket say, did y'all win? And I said, sure did. We did win, Cricket. We beat Team Sonic 16-7 tonight. Like that way, we seven wins now in this season. Two losses, two ties. She said, well, you don't look like you won. And I kind of shrugged my shoulders. You know, I was just hoping for a hot butter dinner roll softer than the baby angel's legs all. 
Well, about that time, Cricket reached in her handbag, and turns out Mary Beth gave her two rolls for helping out. So me and Cricket took a seat at them bleachers and enjoyed them hot butter dinner rolls that softer than a baby angel's leg in the, in the cool of the evening while Mary Beth and her flock of seagulls hairdo packed up them baskets. Days easier to carry once they is empty. And guess who's seven, twos, and twos now? I ain't got to tell you. But I will. It's Team Burger Shed. And we are taking a strong peekaboo about this time of the season at the playoffs. Like, hey, peekaboo, am I going to see you in a little in a few weeks? Hey, playoffs, am I going to see you in a few weeks? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But, hey, you can't get to the playoffs by losing, I tell you that much. And we won tonight. And that's where we at this week. But I will tell you, Meemaw... Her old pal Claudia, they used to overhaul boat transmissions together, and Meemaw's best friend Tabby Jean Tipton, they got plans. They got their sights set on going to Gatlinburg this week. Them gals start talking about a road trip, and they all got their early bird gets the perm shirts. Uh, you can get one to it to link, you know, in the show notes where all that other stuff lives today. But they got big plans. More power to them if they're going to get out to, to Gatlinburg. I'm looking forward to giving donut goals a shot. And if they decide to add Frittler flavors other than just apple, I'm willing to give that a shot too. I'm willing to give that a shot. But just don't take the apple Frittler away is what I say. I sure appreciate y'all joining me here on this week's podcast. Uh, that's what that is, is Tab Dillard podcast. I'm Tab Dillard, by the way, in case you was thinking, who in the world is that talking again? It's me. Yeah, I'm Tab Dillard. And this is the Tab Dillard podcast. Hey, Y'all guys, uh, please let me know what you think about uh, the podcast and how things are going, uh, 501-322-6249. And keep an eye out this week for that bacon news. I mean, you're hearing at first that there is some bacon news other than that little, te- I did a little peekaboo teaser on, on my Instagram stories last weekend, this past weekend. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about about what I got to say, and, and you'll see it on Friday on the Instagrams or the TikToks. Um, and if you ain't on either one of them, just text me, and I can I can shoot you the news on Friday too, uh, just via uh, the text message. But I do appreciate them comments, folks leaving on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and you can not all the platforms I think let you leave a comment, but that helps. That's how I help promote the podcast is what y'all say about it because I could be here all day baiting the Tavern Dealer podcast drum, but people are like, well, of course, of course he would. But appreciate we all rating it and sharing it with other people. That's how we include more friends in this here party at Chancellor Park. So I appreciate it. I better get out of here. Boy, I got that. <clears throat> Boy, I got that. <clears throat> my, my throat's needing a little Dr. Pepper today. I get so excited. I feel like it's getting scratchy. But hey, I do want to say, if you ain't got stuck in a bike rack and you ain't even got a bike, so folks really don't know why you was around that bike rack in the first place, you having a pretty good week. Until next time, this is the Tavern Dillard Podcast. I'm Tavern Dillard. We'll see you later.